Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the We Just Talk Wrestling Podcast. I'm Kyle, and I am here with my co-host, Dylan. Before we tell you guys why we are here today, Dylan, do you want to introduce yourself about how you like wrestling, how you grew up with it, and stuff like that? Yeah, so I first discovered wrestling probably around like 06, 07, Um, but I didn't really become like a big fan until probably like 2008, and um, I just kind of, it was, it was the phase that I I never grew out of, (laughs) and uh, uh, the first wrestler that I think I was into as a kid was Jeff Hardy, which I think you and I kind of share that sentiment a little bit. Yeah, and um, yeah. So probably around 2008, and then 2009 was, I think, when the fandom just kind of took over, and I just, I, I just never stopped from there. Yeah, I think I started in 2007, mm-hmm. and I, honestly, 2007 wasn't an awful year for wrestling. But I mean, right after that, kind of spiraled out of control, but. I mean, honestly, I'm the same way. I started growing up like in Jeff Hardy in about 2007, 2008. Um, I just kind of, it was something that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. And it was so different than like what we enjoy. Like, I guess the most would be football, but it is such a unique experience to watch a wrestling match. I think it always drew me in. And honestly, like from 2007 to now, I've, I don't think I've ever taken a break from it. I've always kept up with it. No, I mean, as bad as the product has been at times, I've certainly never wavered from it. And trust me, I mean, you and me both know it's gotten it's gotten hard to watch from yep. time to times. But I think the good moments have outweighed the bad. And I mean, kind of like you said, the the thing that always drew me to wrestling was it was a combination of like the athleticism, but also like the storytelling aspect of it. And it, you know, it's a little different than just regular sports where, you know, two teams on a field, whoever scores the most points wins. Like, there's a lot of thought process into a wrestling match, and that always kind of intrigued me. I think one thing that helped me during quarantine was obviously just all kinds of different wrestling because I think you and I were kind of the same boat about February 2020. Like, we liked WWE we started kind of getting to AEW, but I think with the quarantine, it kind of helped me kind of unleash another side of like outside of North America. You know, now I watch Stardom, New Japan, Dragon Gate from the UK. Mm-hmm. There's just so much wrestling that it honestly, it helped me through quarantine and probably I would have lost my mind without it. Yeah, I mean, with all the other sports that virtually shut down, I mean, wrestling was still going on weekly. Granted, it was behind closed doors and without fans, which, I mean, was kind of odd. But, I mean, it was always there. And like you said, I mean, you're able to discover all these other promotions that, you know, mainstream media doesn't really cover. And that's kind of our goal with this show. Not only are we going to cover, like, you know, the mainstream stuff, WWE, AEW, um, but, you know, some of those lesser-known promotions, I mean, I know Impact has been around for a while, but let's be honest, no one really talks about it. And, obviously, you've been in touch with, like, Stardom, and, you know, we'll, we'll sprinkle in some New Japan and, and all this other stuff. And, uh, yeah, so we're trying to cover as much as possible, you know, more than some of these other experts cover. We have a lot of, would you use the word unique opinions? 
I, I'd say you and I are very opinionated, and we probably yeah. don't share the same opinions as others. So, yeah. Especially I would, I would, me. Especially you. Yeah. <laughs> You're, we're, we're a couple hotheads, and uh, we're not going to budge on our opinions, and, and that's cool. That's fine. Um, you and I don't always see eye to eye on things, so I think that's what's going to make a, an interesting dynamic for this show, especially. Yeah. I mean, you see a lot of podcasts now, like, two or three guys they just agree about everything and they kind of just talk about whatever like you're gonna hear back and forth on this show like why we're right like i think we're gonna produce like a different dynamic about like how you watch wrestling give another side of what like oh i never thought someone could think like that so we're gonna we're gonna bring a lot of different aspects to the show um all of this is gonna be unedited we're not gonna touch Mm -hmm. it at all you're gonna hear our raw opinions if we mess up, you're going to hear that. If we do it all in one perfect strand, you're going to hear that. So everything is unedited here. Yeah, we're not reading from teleprompters either. I mean, we we jot notes just so we, you know, kind of stay on the same page. But, I mean, we're not reading from teleprompters. These are going to be raw thoughts, raw opinions. And uh, the show may go off the rails, and that's okay. I mean, that's, that's, our, that's our gimmick. I, I would say you're going to hear a lot of WWE and AEW, especially early. Um, What we're going to try to do here, I guess our gimmick, like Dylan said, is we're going to try to do like breakdowns of the weekly shows, obviously pay-per-views, and then you're going to hear a lot more about us by tournaments, tier lists, top five lists. Like you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of different things on this show. Yeah. Yeah. These You're going to hear a lot of dumb inside jokes too exactly yeah so these first couple episodes i mean we've got a lot to cover like you said we're gonna do um a weekly recap of what happened um raw smackdown nxt aew um if something uh worth noting happened on impact we'll we'll talk about impacts and um next week is going to be our big show we're really excited for that we'll touch on that later but um yeah when the when the point comes where like fans are allowed back at shows i mean you know kyle and i have have plans of hopefully going to those shows and kind of touching on those experiences and kind of what we saw and what we liked at those shows so yeah for the first little bit you might hear a lot about aew and wwe kind of more of the mainstream companies but we're gonna dive into some of the the deep independent stuff as well when the opportunity comes when we can go to those shows and things like that absolutely i know major league wrestling is having a couple shows live shows here soon so maybe we'll try to get to those and obviously around our area so you're going to hear a lot of things that you don't hear on other shows so mm-hmm. um dylan would you like to would you like to tell the viewers what we're doing today yeah so first things first we're going to do like a quick recap of the weekly shows like i mentioned raw smackdown nxt aew Kind of give our brief thoughts of those shows and what we liked, what we didn't like. Um, and then after that, we're going to break down and predict both NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, and also um, both nights of WrestleMania 37, which happens this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So we got a, we got a fully loaded show coming up. Yeah, we got some big things in the works. Uh, before we start any of that, these are our own opinions. 
we don't want anyone to come to us and be like, oh, you, you know, you couldn't do better than these people. Like, that's why we talk about it. We, we understand that we couldn't do any of this. That's why we watch it and not participate. Um, we got some pretty bold, especially myself, um, opinions about certain superstars that you're going to hear in this episode. You so just remember, it's our, our opinion. Mm-hmm. So you're going to hear a lot of opinionated stuff. Well, wait, 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 wait. You said we're not going to participate. Remember, in a, in a couple of years, you and I are going to take a big boot from Braun in the in the Battle Royal. Hey, it, Vince, it, it, Vince, hey, if you want our numbers, we'll, we'll participate. Yeah, shoot us a message. <laughs> I will gladly take a big boot from somebody. Maybe not from Braun. I don't know. Oh, dude, I would love to take a spot from Nye and broke my neck. I'd like to get my nose broken, my face broken. <laughs> Have to miss Survivor Series. Survivor Series isn't really even a thing nowadays, so I mean, no. no well, we'll really. we'll talk about the brand split another day, but yeah, yeah, that's another episode. All right, Dylan. Is there anything noteworthy about what happened on Monday Night Raw? So, a couple things that I noticed. Um, so apparently the hurt business is done for, which to be honest kind of bums me out. They were becoming one of my favorite stables um in WWE. And I'm really I I I felt like if that faction would have stayed together, especially going into WrestleMania with Lashley about to face Drew, I felt like it would have added a a I guess a cooler dynamic, but apparently that's done. And Lashley, you know, still has that ongoing bounty as far as who's going to take out Drew McIntyre before WrestleMania. And we've got the whole main event mafia showing up to try and beat, <laughs> to try and beat oh, Drew McIntyre. Mr. An- Do all I think about when I think about the main event mafia is Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, he had back-to-back matches against Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. Like, what am I supposed to call them? And and the thing is, is I love the both of them. I really do. They're just, you know, they're not being utilized super well. And yeah, yeah. so he's he's facing the main event mafia. I mean, we saw the backstage segment. Look at all the guys in that in that segment. Come I on. actually really like this angle. It's kind of unique. It's different. I I dig it. I do too. And so after he had those back-to-back matches where he, you know, he beat him, obviously, um, King Corbin showed up on Raw, which was kind of unexpected since the whole, you know, brand split's still a thing and he's actually on SmackDown. And when the whole bounty angle happened and kind of like I mentioned, you know, Bobby Lashley went to the whole main event mafia and said, hey, take out Drew McIntyre. No offense to those guys, they're not really legitimate threats. And Corbin felt like the first legitimate threat. I don't know. I feel like they should have ran the angle much sooner, though. Now we're, what, less than a week out of WrestleMania, and chances are McIntyre's going to have a match with Corbin probably on Monday. I haven't heard if that's announced yet. But it is. It is? Okay. Yep. So, but to me, that feels like the first legit threat. I guess with the whole with the whole bounty angle, um, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I wish it would just would have ran a little sooner. 
I agree. I mean, now at WrestleMania, all I want is Bobby to come out in a motorcycle and a main event mafia jacket. <laughs> Bro, could you imagine? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> MVPs in a sidecar. <laughs> With a loaded weapon. <laughs> It's the cane, dude. That's the loaded weapon. Oh my it's gosh. filled with lead. Oh, jeez. All right, so some other things that I saw. Well, so we're, we're going to get to one of my things here real fast. Yep. So, so Shayna lost again. Shayna Baszler. Um, so for those that don't know, she – would you say, Dylan, she's probably my favorite wrestler in WWE – uh, favorite women's wrestler for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I think she, it's a fair. She, she, she's definitely up there. Even like men's or women, she's up there probably in the top two or three. Yeah, she's she's yeah. got everything that you need. Like, she's got the believability. Um, mm-hmm. she's got. I mean, the ring work has gotten so good, and she's gotten better on the mic, which people kind of have that flaw about, but um. You just see girls like Sasha Banks and Bianca, and then you look at Shane. It's like, wait a minute, why isn't she pushed? Mm-hmm. And obviously, it goes back to Vince, and you know, she doesn't look apart. I mean, she does look apart, but she doesn't look, you know, the way that you know a lot of wrestling fans would like. But she's just such a good chemistry wrestler, and dude, she. I don't know why she's taking roll-ups to, to Naomi. I don't understand it. Yeah, and that's not that's not necessarily a shot at Naomi. That's just, you know, you obviously think pretty highly of Shane. I mean, if anyone ventures over to our Twitter page, uh, Kyle, what's the Twitter handle on that? It is at WJTW19. Yeah, if you venture over there, give us a follow. But you will see the header picture. Um Kyle put, you know, Shayna Baszler in full in full badass pose. So yeah, he thinks very highly of her. And he had a hand in, in putting that page together. So it was either that or Jimmy Wang Yang. Oh, dude, I didn't know that was even an option. <laughs> oh, we also love Jimmy Wang Yang around here. Yes. There's a there's a funny story that one of the one of the first matches that I remember seeing on Friday night SmackDown way back way back when when I first got into wrestling was Jimmy Wang Yang versus The Undertaker. Now, I have not been able to find footage if this match existed. It may only exist in my brain, but yes, you and I have a soft spot for Jimmy Wang Yang. He's got a pretty rocking theme song too. Yeah. Yes, he's definitely going to be that theme song's definitely going to be played on a future future episode. This is not the last time we we mentioned Jimmy Wang Yang. No. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, she takes the roll up to Naomi. And, you know, I, I respect Naomi, but, you know, we we think a little higher of, of Shayna Baszler and feel like she should be pushed as a legit single star. Like, she could dominate the women's division. And she's stuck in these, like, dude, like, she's she's in a little trio with, with Reginald, who I love. Oh, but, God. Okay, I like Reginald too. Yeah. But Reginald has been one of he might be the most over thing in the women's division. And he's a guy. That, yeah. 
I mean, that's like, I just like the booking decisions with the whole, the tag team. Like I really like the aspect of the, or not the NXT, but the, uh, like the main roster tag team <laughs> champions. But like, I don't, they're just not, I don't know. They should not be having the champions take pins every who, week. Champions, by the way, who, as of this morning, as we went through the cards for the upcoming big events this week, which we'll dive into later, champions, by the way, who don't have a match at WrestleMania right now. They're going to they're have one. Well, yes, but as of now, we're less than a week away, and they don't have a match announced. I mean, I think you and I both know what's going to happen in that match, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll get to that in a little bit. But, yep. I mean, she, so she takes the pin. Um. You know, we're we're not going to do predictions yet, but it's pretty likely that Naomi and Lana probably are going to win a number one contenders match mm-hmm. and get and get the shot at WrestleMania. Yep. Not sure what night they're going to put that on. I assume night one, but most we'll likely at, if yeah. if they had it. I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, one last thing about Raw. So Riddle and Sheamus had a match. It was actually pretty good. Which, yes, was pretty good, but here's here's my beef with it. And I believe the – I mean, was this match meant to set up their Mania match? Or yes. was Mania match already announced? No, it was uh, – I don't think it was announced. The only encounter they had was when he hit him with a scooter. <laughs> That's true. Ah, dude. Oh, yeah. No, dude, he broke the scooter, remember? <laughs> Didn't Riddle say, like, is it something I said, bro? <laughs> Yeah, Riddle is. Uh... I do. I I'm really digging Riddle. Like, I'm not sure about his current character, but I just <laughs> like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I certainly was not a fan when he first debuted at NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't like it. Didn't like the gimmick. He definitely grew on me. Um, to the point where I enjoy him a little more. Um, but my point with the whole Seamus Riddle thing, and it's something that WWE has a has a knack for doing a lot. So they're going to have a U.S. title match at WrestleMania. Yep. They just had a match this past Raw. So it's almost like it, it lessens my excitement for their match at Mania since it's so fresh. Because, like, they just had a match. Well, they honestly didn't even know who was going to... Now, do you think Keith Lee was supposed to get the shot and something must have happened? Or Yeah, where is Keith Lee? Like, I know he was supposed to have the match at Fastlane, right? Or is it Chamber? I think it, it was been... Chamber, yeah. Yeah, it, might have been, yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be a triple threat match. And, like, there was the, there was the report of, like, a, a positive COVID test with, with Mia Yim. And that's why he couldn't be at the show. But, like... Where is he? Like, I thought he'd be thrown right back into the U.S. title picture, and it would probably be Riddle and Lee at Mania, like you said. But, I mean, obviously they went in a different direction. But my, my, my beef with it, like I said, is I, I'm not a fan of doing a match, and then a week or two later, you just slap the title in the picture and then book it as, you know, as a match we're supposed to be excited for. Like, I could just simply go back and rewatch their Raw match, because this Mania match doesn't have a gimmick attached to it. No. It's simply just a U.S. title 
it, it was just Sheamus needs something to do and Riddle needs an opponent. That's that's all this is. And I like I I like the pairing because they're definitely like different styles and the gimmicks are probably as far apart from one another as, as you can get. So, you know, Seamus being the more serious like brawler and Riddle kind of being the more laid back, you know, chill character. But I mean Riddle can go in the ring. I'm just saying if they didn't have the match on Raw, I'd probably be more excited for their mania match. But the fact that they just had a match makes me a little less excited for it. It's still gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be real good. It's gonna be pretty hard hitting. I think you know, we'll we'll get to that in a second, but I, I think it's gonna be I It'll be all right. I, I agree. Like, I don't think they should have had the match because we already know what to expect from the match. Exactly. But, I mean, can, can we just have two-hour Raws? Is that hard to ask for? I, I think Raw, it's been well overdue to go back to two hours. It's, um, hard, it's hard to watch for three hours. I mean, SmackDown's two hours. NXT is two hours. Dynamite is two hours, right? So. Yep. I mean, what 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 makes Raw so special that it needs to be three hours? It's not even on the top. Uh, I mean, SmackDown's got Fox, so you can easily push that back to two hours because WWE wants SmackDown to be like the heavy hitter show now. Right. I mean, but I mean, look how how much better those other shows that I just mentioned, those other weekly shows, NXT, SmackDown, and Dynamite. I mean, just look how much better their weekly shows are compared to Raw. Well, Raw is just like maybe two good matches, a good promo, and the rest is filler. Exactly. That's what it's been for the last, what, three years now? Yeah. yeah, it's Or maybe so. even longer. So, yeah, we, yeah we, we need to push that back two hours. All right. Now we're going to jump in right into NXT. Mm-hmm. This was actually a pretty good show. Like... From top to bottom, I enjoyed it. You and I both really enjoy NXT. I would say that's probably our favorite show. Mm-hmm. So we really, um, we were really digging this one. So I would say first, I think the first thing that happened was um, Roger Strong and Cameron Grimes. Pretty I'm nice. a Cameron Grimes guy. <laughs> I liked him as Trevor, what was his name? Trevor Lee and Impact. Dude, I've liked mm-hmm. him ever since. Like this gimmick. I don't love, mm-hmm. but I just I just like him. They gave him some time, and obviously, Roderick Strong's not going to have a bad match. Trevor yeah. Lee's not going to have a bad match. So, you know, it wasn't anything huge, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and I I really like Roderick Strong. So, <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a great match. Roderick Strong could wrestle a freaking broom, and can still be entertaining. My biggest takeaway from NXT, though, was what a badass Raquel Gonzalez looks. Oh, dude, she looks... They have booked her so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, um, but uh, they have booked her so well to the point that I think everyone just expects the same outcome. Mm-hmm. Like... Yo, sure, I've been the champion for this long, but we all kind of know what direction they're going to go in just because how well she's been booked. And honestly, of all the women they have on that roster, I think she's probably the most in line 
mm-hmm. or the most ready, you know, to, to take the strap. But she, the, the last segment of the show was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to jump into, we saw uh, Priscilla Kelly or Gigi Dolan on the show. Yeah. Um, she had her debut tag team match. Um, and she was, she was married to Darby, right? She was married to Darby Allen. Uh, believe so. I thought they were together. I, I think they might have broken up, but she she was on the show. I actually enjoyed. Did you catch that match? A little bit of it, yeah. I mean, she she definitely impressed me for sure. So, and then we got the uh, Tian Sha, the uh, the new stable, mm-hmm. which I'm really digging. I, what do you think about that? Because I, it, it's just so different than what. NXT usually does, mm-hmm. and apparently Triple H has been really hands-on with this one, and I, I'm i really digging it. Yeah, and I think that's something that NXT does really well, is NXT's already, you know, kind of separated itself from the rest of WWE in being more unique, and they're still able to push the envelope and come up with even more unique stuff for them. So it, it definitely speaks to the to the admiration that I have for Triple H and running that brand. Um, like you said, he's been really hands-on, reportedly very hands-on with, with this gimmick and the direction of it. And I dig it. It's different. It's unique. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of it. I agree. I agree. And then we have the main event, which is the battle Royal to determine the order Mm-hmm. With the gauntlet match next week. There wasn't a whole lot to this. Like, I think we kind of knew what direction they were going to go in. I actually thought they were going to have Loomis as the last entrant, but they went with LA Knight, which <laughs> you and I love LA Knight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that This guy, like, oh, we're going to get to the predictions, like I said, but this guy is a megastar. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we he's really showing now that he probably is going to be the new face of NXT in maybe a year. Like, this yeah. guy is a megastar waiting to happen in the brand. Yeah, I mean, you and I have been screaming for his signing. For, for those who don't know, LA Knight, formerly known as Eli Drake um, in Impact and, and, and various other spots. We've been a big fan of him since his days in impact and you know, with the whole uh, we, we often joke about the whole dummy. Yeah. Thing, which has kind of inspired a, a segment that we'll get to later on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think he's a, he's a star ready to happen. I was so happy and so excited when he finally showed up in NXT, the signing fits um, NXT is going to be potentially moving around, you know, a bunch of guys, Possibly to Raw, possibly to SmackDown, and and so on. So, I say this time next year, I wouldn't be shocked if LA Knight is, you know, probably a, a North American champion by this point and in the uh, NXT title picture. He should be at least. Mm-hmm. He should be. But when it when it comes to like gauntlet matches, I guess in in kayfabe or storyline purposes, order does matter. But let's be honest, you and I both know we've been we've been fans of the product for a while. Sometimes it doesn't matter if you come out first or last. 
Like, I mean, we just saw the Royal Rumble. The the man who entered number one won the thing. So sometimes order doesn't always matter. I mean, nothing really stuck out to me. Uh, like you said, I kind of expected Loomis to be the last entrant, but LA Knight being the last entrant kind of makes a little more sense, especially Loomis being booked as this, like, you know, kind of mysterious monster, sort of, you know, unstoppable dude that him coming out a little earlier than last makes a little more sense to me. There wasn't anything like too, too noteworthy for mm-hmm. like a go home show on this NXT episode, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's NXT. They're always going to have a good episode. So, yeah. My, my biggest takeaway though was Raquel Gonzalez. I think yeah, she was they, a star. they made her look like a star um, coming into this week. So next we got AEW. And then I think the first thing we both want to talk about, which is the first match of the night, was the debut uh, of Christian Cage. Yep, that was that was definitely my biggest takeaway. So I I thought he looked really good. He showed that he can still go. Um he did look a little gassed as the match went on, but I think that's just more of you know, he's got to work on some um Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Help like the manu- the mannerisms he still needs to work on. Especially in the new company, but I mean, it's just cardio endurance. I mean, he's been doing cardio. it his whole life. Like, he's gonna he's gonna be fine. Cardio, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, yeah, he looked a little gassed as as the match went on, but he still impressed me. Um, I'd probably give it like a B B plus if I were to grade it. But um, I'm really I'm I'm really excited for for the Christian signing. I was when it happened. I, okay, I feel like it was. Come on, Dylan. Okay. Come on. I, we I both was, wanted CM Punk. Well, yeah, that's just not happening. But, um, yeah, I felt like as much as I love Christian, they kind of overhyped that. Well, let's be honest. Um, I love the dude and always have, and I've always been a big supporter of him. But that but that signing was a little overhyped, right? Very. Yeah. I mean, but then again, I mean, they did say Hall of Fame worthy talent. So, mm-hmm. Of course, it wasn't going to be a guy already in the Hall of Fame. Signing definitely kind of threw me off guard, though, with uh, with his appearance in the Rumble, and everyone thought he was signed on to WWE, at least for the short term, but he hops up on AEW just couple, like less than a couple months later. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I thought this match was slow. I expected it to be slow, mm-hmm. but I thought think the pace of it was just a little too slow for me mm-hmm. um i mean i i understand that you know christian hasn't had like an official match in a long time but you know oh, kazarian's dude. kazarian's great like yes. we have followed kazarian for a long time he can still go even at his yep. age these are two older dudes you know going at it they're not in their prime anymore but yeah i, mean, I would gotta... like the pace to pick it up if they ever have the match again yeah i mean you can't forget that you know Christian's pushing fifty. I mean, he's 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 closer to fifty than he is forty, so the pace being a little slower makes sense to me. And also, I think that's just you know Christian's going to uh, knock off some of that ring rust as well. Come on, man! He needs to do like four tope sositas a match. <laughs> 
Yeah, next match, I expect a 450 from the top rope from Christian. <laughs> Something like that. But, like, dude, he hasn't wrestled a match outside the Royal Rumble. Hasn't wrestled a legit match since, what, like 2013, 2014? Yeah, but when you were watching this, you, you didn't think this match was too slow? It Okay, I don't want to say too slow, but it, it, it kind of was what I expected. Christian's only match since 2014 was the Rumble. Outside of that, like, random unsanctioned match where he took a punt from Randy Orton on Raw, like, late last year. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of expected. But he still impressed me. Like, I think he still looked good, and I think he's only going to get better with time. The the finish was great. The The kill switch looked great. Gazarian sold it. Um, I think the finish was the best part of this match. I would like it to pick it up if they were to have a match again, but obviously, like you said, it's just to get the ring rest off of Christian. But it looks like they have big plans. They um, they teased Omega in Cage about a couple of weeks ago, so mm-hmm. they got yep. some big plans for the guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm excited to see what happens with him. Um, I mean, do you think they they throw him? In the title picture sooner rather than later, or do you let it do you let it ride out for a little bit? I think it'll be not this next pay per view, but the following pay per view, he's going to get a shot. I it wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock um, me to be honest. I mean, I think we both know that Hangman Page is probably going to be the one to beat Omega per storyline purposes. Yeah, but Omega's going to be champion for a very long time. I think so. And that he should be. He's a good champion. He is. I like him, but you know, you and I once had a brief conversation several months ago that AEW's kind of got to push some of their own guys at a certain point like you know, obviously you and I are huge MJF guys, huge Darby Allen guys. But like their first their first world champion was Chris Jericho. Yeah. And then John Moxley then Kenny Omega, all three of which were well established before they got to AEW. Um, but I don't know. I, I I like Kenny Omega. I like Moxley. I love Jericho. So I have no beef with it. But I just don't want AEW to go down a similar path that Impact or at the time TNA did, where they just signed a bunch of old WWE guys, made them champion, and kind of forgot about their own homegrown talents. You're seeing a lot more the newer talent in their tag team in their mid-card division, like with Max Caster and guys like that. So I'm hoping, you know, they put the strap on somebody and one of their homegrown talents just kind of goes up to the main main event scene here soon. But MJF. I, I mean, he's going to be the champion at some point. I know long term booking, I think he'll be the one to beat uh Hangman, but that's that could be a year or two down the road. Um speaking of MJF, it was the return of the inner circle for the mm-hmm. pinnacle um kind of backstage segment they had. Um I enjoyed it. Like it was a pretty creative way, you know, in the locker room to you know, return to those guys. They didn't do it in the ring. So mm-hmm. they just had a strictly backstage. I mean it it was what it should have been. Um, it's obviously going to lead to a match here soon, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, MJF is by far becoming one of my favorite talents in all of pro wrestling. 
not just for in-ring stuff, but more importantly, like the out-of-ring stuff, the mic, the, you know, entertainment factor of it. Like, dude, he was (laughs) – the whole little segment before the Inner Circle actually, like, showed up. Dude, he was showing them, like, suit options, and I was, like, invested. Yeah, I mean, he, dude, he could sell a used car, and I'm going to listen to him. Dude, he could, he could sell a pig bacon, and I'm going to listen. I mean, I, I, we know you'd listen, Dylan. We know you'd listen. I like bacon. But anyway, um, I think the, you know, the, the segment was what it was. It's going to lead to a pretty good match. Honestly, the thing for me that stole the night was the QT Marshall Hill turn. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it was expected. It was just not the way we thought. Like, he's got the new stable. I'm not too familiar with the guys that he has um, in that stable. But, you know, we're going to see how it goes. I think, um, you know, Cody's been the big gun in AEW. So, I'm hoping QT Marshall gets a bigger part because, you know, he's not the best in the ring. but. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm down to see the QT special any day of the week. Yeah, AEW's got some got some cool stuff brewing. So I'm really I'm really excited for the direction that they continue to go. Um, yeah, they've definitely got some good stuff going on right now. Um, just a brief, real quick, the arcade anarchy match. Eh. It, it was okay. It was fine. Like I, I didn't love it. It was very mm-hmm. unique about where they had like the the arcade, and then, um, you know, I just I don't know. They, it was kind of predictable what was going to happen. You know, Trent came back, and Chris Statlander came back, and I didn't love it. It wasn't really for me, but the the guys put in work, and Miro looked like a beast. Mm-hmm. So. But other than that, I think we uh, transition here to SmackDown. Yep. Um, maybe one of the best things of the entire week was the opening Edge promo. Yes, dude. Edge on the mic. Especially this like this latest run, but like overall in his career, very, very underrated on the mic. I think when people talk about great talkers, they don't bring Edge up enough. He cut a very, very passionate intense promo to kick off the show and i've went back and i've rewatched that promo probably four or five times since friday um dude i i i loved it i think i thought it was a great way to start the show i think it was too i i think people are going to be invested in this match but people needed to be more invested since the match changed since daniel bryant it needs a different dynamic you're seeing more of the edge heel tactics so mm-hmm. it definitely needed a different dynamic um, mm-hmm. because, I mean, obviously the match did change, but I think Edge is doing his part. And I mean, I, I thought it was a great promo. So, which I think adding Daniel Bryan to the match, I was already, I was already more excited for the match than you were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we can mutually agree that adding Bryan to it not only adds a different dynamic, but I think makes us more excited. I mean, he's one of the best wrestlers in the entire world, maybe ever. So adding him is just not a bad thing. And honestly, it brings the underdog factor back Mm -hmm. to when he won, you know, the triple threat match a couple of years ago. Um, I think the whole dynamic's going to change, but obviously I think the outcome's still going to be the same. Yeah, it, it definitely brings an underdog factor to the match that the match didn't have, which 
it was it was Roman Reigns who's champion versus a Hall of Famer who just won the Royal Rumble. Like there's yeah. no underdog factor. No. You throw in Daniel Bryan, you get that factor in. It 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 adds a new dynamic, like I said, and I think it makes the match. I'm I'm certainly more excited for it than I was. Um, when it was just a singles match. But I I mean I was already excited for the singles match more so than you were. Yeah. Yeah, so kicking off SmackDown with that promo was was really good. Honestly, the way they started SmackDown and the way they ended SmackDown, I felt were great. You get the passionate promo to start the show, and you get Daniel Bryan just looking like a badass at the end of the show. Just taking mm-hmm. out everybody and just looking like a total beast. Um, yeah, they that was very well booked. Yeah. They, him the, and go the ahead. whole the whole match has been very well or the whole build up I should say has been very well planned. Yeah, it's been it really has. very well orchestrated and the Daniel Bryan Jay Uso match was really good. Mm-hmm. I felt and that kind of screams, you know, kind of touches on what I said a little earlier that SmackDown has become the better of the two, I guess main roster shows. I feel like the wrestling's better on that show. The storytelling's been better on that show. Like you said, I mean, the buildup for this Universal title match has been really good. And I wouldn't say you and I are huge Roman Reigns supporters. Me more than you, but I'm I'm really excited for that match. And I felt like the buildup has been great. I think one other thing <laughs> to kind of segue into something else. <laughs> one thing I really enjoy... I really am digging the academy, the the tag team between Otis and Gable. Yeah, I'm re- like, you can obviously see what direction they're going, and it's they're not going to be in the future plans. But mm-hmm. dude, Otis literally was Mister Money in the Bank. Yeah, to having a just a pointless feud with Dolph Ziggler, to losing it, and to not even being booked on the show, he he deserves. He he deserves this. Like he deserves to be a part of the show. I think Gable as a heel has been better. I, I'm really digging. I'm really digging this tag team. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on. That's all I'm gonna say. So I think uh, I think there's really only one more thing we need to talk about SmackDown, Dylan. Um, there was a famous YouTuber on the show by the name of Logan Paul. So, oh gosh, I don't even know where we start with this. Uh, why? I, I think the I think the best part or the best word to say would be why. But then you can kind of think, well, you know, maybe he'll get some other fans to watch WrestleMania. He is just not going to add anything to the match. Is there's no long term value or even short term value of having here? So. I just I just don't understand what they're doing with it. So you have Kevin Owens, great worker. I'm a huge fan. You have Sami mm-hmm. Zayn, great worker. Why are we adding Lo- like what's Logan Paul's role gonna be? He's gonna be match? Sammy's manager. Is he gonna is he gonna be the manager or is he gonna be like are, are they gonna like make him 
you know, ringside enforcer? Are they going to make him the ref? Like, what? what's his actual role going to be? Because they haven't really said anything. I mean, he wasn't really on even Sammy's side, but I think no. at the end of that, when he kind of, when Owens kind of shoved him away, I think kind of was like the turning point of, you know, he's probably going to be Sammy's uh, manager. Owens shoving him away was, was my sentiment about the segment. I, I didn't like it. He seemed very nervous. I don't think it was even him that made it bad. The whole dynamic just didn't work. I just feel like his addition was just too, was too random. Like you said, I think it's just to get eyes at WrestleMania. You're going to advertise that you have a famous YouTuber on the show, and it's going to get people maybe tuning in, people who know him. And I'm sorry, as, a, as an actual pro wrestling fan, I'm not a giant fan of that tactic, you know. I feel like if you put on a good product and you put on, you book a good show, that should get people invested. Not adding random celebrities, quote-unquote celebrities, like Logan Paul, into um, a WrestleMania feud. I mean, he's never going to end up wrestling, so I don't, I don't <laughs> yes. understand... I don't know. Like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are just too good to be in this predicament. But I guess on playing devil's advocate, I I guess we've seen that match so many times that they need something new. But I just don't think of all the people they could have gotten, Logan Paul would be the one to. Yeah, but it's not going to be but... something, like, drastically new because he's not going to do anything. It's not like a handicap match. And of all the, like, of all the matches that we've seen on repeat over the last several years, I'm not mad about seeing Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens again. Like, no. you could you could play worse matches on repeat. So mm. they they can be one of those feuds that just lasts forever, you know, off and on. Yep. And I don't think anyone would get sick of it. You know, this isn't you know John Cena, Randy Orton, where we've seen it a hundred times and all the matches are the same. You know, this is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. This is. This is Kevin Steen, El Generico. Like this is, I, I I've never had a beef with with their matches. I've always loved them. So them having another one made sense to me, and I liked it. Logan Paul don't like it. So I mean, it like you said, it's probably not going to change the outcome too much. No, and he's just there to add fan. I mean, it's just kind of a whatever. I didn't really enjoy the segment. It wasn't bad, <laughs> but. You know, it just didn't really do anything for me. So, I think that was a pretty good recap of the weekly shows. I mean, I I would say probably AEW was the best show of the week. I'd probably give it to NXT, if I'm being honest. So, you NXT. Okay, so I'd probably give it to AEW top to bottom. But I think uh, think now we get into the predictions, starting with night one of NXT Stand and Deliver. Yes, sir. This is not going to be the official order of the match. We're just going to kind of run down by what they have on the card. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first match is Kushida and Pete Dunne. Has that been officially announced? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go Pete Dunne, yep. if I'm being honest. I think it's going to be... It was a randomly put together thing. Like I said, I mean, I didn't even know it became official. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I was I was reviewing my notes this morning and it wasn't on the card, but I'm happy it's on the card. If I'm being honest, I think it's it's kind of randomly put together, but dude, it's Pete Dunn and Kushida. Like it's not going to be bad by any means. It's going to be a technical warfare. Yeah, dude, it, the match is going to be slow, but it's, it's a good slow. It's going to be methodical. You, you know. When I said earlier about Christian, like, matches can be slow. Mm-hmm. But if they're taking a lot of resting spots and, you know, that's kind of when I kind of draw the line. But when you see a good technical wrestling match that's slow, like mm-hmm. Pete Dunn and Kushida are going to have, it, there's not going to be one moment where you're like, eh, you know what I mean? There's always going to be something cool happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say Pete Dunn. I would say Kushida needs to win more just for direction purposes, but I would say Pete Dunn's going to win and maybe go for the North American title at some point soon. Yeah, I mean, Kushida is coming off of the um, the loss to Gargano not too long ago. So, yeah, storyline purposes, he probably needs to win more. But as much as I like him, Pete Dunn is, is going to be one of the faces of NXT for quite some time, I think, especially with guys potentially moving on, like I said earlier. So throwing him in the North American title picture, throwing him back in the NXT title picture down the road kind of makes sense to me. So I think he needs the uh, – I think he's going to win. Yeah. So one match, this might be the match I'm most excited for the whole first night. Mm-hmm. For the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships, we got MSK, the Grizzled Vets, and the Mendoza and Wild. <laughs> this right. is going to be a show. Um, I think you and I can agree on who we think is going to win. Right? Yeah. Um, I got MSK. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, it's going to be a show. It's going to be so fun to watch. Probably goes on for 30 minutes, and I'm perfectly okay with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, MSK's got to win, right? Like, oh, they have that. I don't think they have to win. I think they could go the Grizzle Vets and kind of redo that feud with MSK. Mm-hmm. But like, I think MSK's going to win. I think it's the right time to put the straps on them and kind of have them as the face of the tag division. Honestly, they they deserve it. Like. <laughs> Coming from the Rascals and Impact to mm-hmm. the transition to NXT, honestly, it's been one of the best things about NXT in the last five months, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I mean, you could still continue that feud um, if MSK wins. Like, you could still oh, do MSK and Grizzled Young Vets, you know, at the next takeover very easily. And they're going to, probably. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we kind of mutually agree there, MSK with the win. This... This might be a five-star match. Oh, I, I think we going. can both agree this is, think, this might be a five-star match. I think I know where you're going. So next, mm-hmm. we got for the United Kingdom Championship, <laughs> we got Ciampa and Walter. Dude, this is going to be a hard-hitting slugfest. These I dudes think. are going to be red. It's going to be stiff. They're going to be bruised. There's going to be welts all over the place. God, I'm I'm so excited for this match. I know you said the tag match is probably going to be the best match of night one. I think this is going to be the best match of night one. Dude, it's, it's going to be um, it's going to be good. I, I was kind of surprised he did Champa and not um, Thatcher. 
because I thought their dynamic worked, but I mean, I'm perfectly okay with this. Like, I mean, it's probably going to be a lot of chops. It's going to be a lot of strong maneuvers. Mm-hmm. This match, what do you, I would say probably 15, 20 minutes. It's not going to go too, too long mm-hmm. um, just because they're going to beat the, beat the brakes off of each other. But yeah, this is definitely one of the matches we're looking forward to in the weekend. And I have, I have Walter. Yeah. Walter. Yeah. I have, I have Walter too. Um, I say you do Ciampa at this takeover, maybe Thatcher at the next takeover. Um, if they're going to defend the UK title again, um, I just I, I I just find it very difficult to find somebody who's going to take the strap off of Walter at this point. Well, it could have been dragging off, but they didn't decide to do that strap. Or they didn't put the strap on him. Mm-hmm. Now you got Ciampa, who's honestly there for name value. Yeah. If it's not Thatcher, I don't know who's going to beat him. Exactly. So I think, I think Walter beats Champa. Maybe loses the strap to Thatcher down the road. Like you said, I think that match dynamic fits a little more than this one does. But dude, this one's going to be so good. Oh. I mean, it really is. But Walter, Walter's going to get the win. I feel like. And I mean, this whole the whole card is going to be fantastic, is what we're trying to say here. So, yeah. Um, so we're going to transition next into the gauntlet match for a North American title shot at night two. So we got Leon Ruff, Swerve mm-hmm. Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come in that order. Now, I, I think there's guys that we can eliminate who aren't going to win. And that's the first two, Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott. They're yeah. they're there for the high moves. They're there to kind of add a different dynamic to the match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you start kind of breaking it down, Bronson Reed's probably not going to win. And then you have you know the last three. I I think Dexter Loomis is going to win. He's my pick. Mm-hmm. Now, if I were to rebook this. I probably would have had Loomis eliminate Knight and have him go six and then Knight win. So Knight doesn't take the pinfall loss and he mm-hmm. just kind of gets eliminated in Battle Royal. But my, uh, I think LA Knight should win. And honestly, I think he should win the title. But for kind of what they've been kind of doing, I'm going to go Dexter Loomis in this one. Yeah, yeah. Booking sense, Dexter Loomis kind of screams that he's going to win it you know with with what he's done with the way over the last several months um yeah i've i've got loomis as well um as much as i love la night i think it might be too early um so yeah i have i have loomis just just for booking sense um yeah it just it kind of just fits I just don't want them to do the EC3 route with him. I just don't want him to lose too early. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like, you can kind of get away with, with an early loss with a great showing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he will have a great showing. But I I just feel like it's, like, what? He, he wins the gauntlet but then loses the title match? Like, I, I just feel, I don't know. I just feel like it's too early to put the strap on him. And that maybe not putting him in the match, the title match altogether, might be a better move for him right now. 
I mean, there's definitely a lot of options that we can go, but I, I think we both agree that Dexter Loomis is probably going to win and challenge Gargano on night two. Mm-hmm. So the main event, which is going to happen at night one, is Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship. Yep. This this is going to be good. Yep. And I think we may have spoiled our prediction a little earlier when we were doing the uh, weekly recap. Um, or at least maybe I did. Maybe you're going in a different direction, but I think it's going to be Raquel Gonzalez. 100%. Yeah. Um, as much as I love Io Shirai, I really, really do. But the way they've booked Raquel Gonzalez over the last several months with everything from like, you know, war games to, to now and, and, you know, everything in between, like she's going to be women's champion. Yeah. So, so it sounds like our night ones are the same, which I was kind of not expecting. Our night ones are the same a little bit more about this match. I think the pace is going to be actually quicker than we think just because EOS has got, you know, the top rope kind of yep. move set and then Raquel's his powerhouse. So I think it's going to go long. I think it's going to be brutal. This could be the best match of the night. It, it honestly could be. Um, but just the direction I think they're going to go, yep. Raquel's going to win. And maybe EOS goes to a, another show like SmackDown or Raw. So... Mm. Which I hope not, because Probably you know wouldn't. we've we've seen Oscar and she's still champion, but she's a jabroni. So <laughs> a jabroni. She, you can't say she's not a jabroni. I sometimes forget she's even champion. <laughs> she's too good to be in that spot. Anyway, exactly. I, I think um I think Raquel is going to win. I think Yoshirai is going to honestly do a movement of shows at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, she's probably the one to beat Yoshirai. Now, my question for you is, mm-hmm. down the road, who is going to beat Raquel for the title? Mm. So, I have one name, but I want to see who you pick. To be honest, it could possibly be someone who's not there yet, mm-hmm. as, as weird as that sounds. Because with the whole like rumor mill swirling that Tessa Blanchard's on her way to WWE, like they could sign her to NXT and she could be NXT Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, it's been very well documented privately. Now I'm going to say it on this show. I am a massive, massive, massive fan of Tony Storm. Um, <laughs> very, very big fan of Tony Storm. And more than the wrestling reason. So. He okay. he likes Tony Storm in a lot of different ways. Well, anyway, um, but I mean, like, does she beat Raquel down the road? Like, I don't think so. I, I think don't, I don't think so either. So, if they don't do this too, like, honestly, I could see them doing the title change at the this time next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I say you give Raquel a long title reign, like you did Yoshirai. So there's one name. If they book her to be the baby face, they have a lot of stock on her. She's gotten so much better in the ring. I think you know who I'm going to say. Who you got? I think it's got to be Shotzi Blackheart. I think if you book her well enough to be Mm -hmm. the baby face, Mm -hmm. I think this time next year, she might, you know, she might get the straps. She might get the rocket and, 
she might be the one to lead NXT in the next uh, kind of era. Yeah. So I mean, this time next year, or if you wanted to speed that up a little bit, probably maybe around Survivor Series because that still gives Raquel Gonzalez like a seven month title reign, even if you did it around, you know, whatever takeover is going to take place around Survivor Series, you could do it then too. Yep. Um. But yeah, yeah, I could definitely see Shotzi Blackheart or, like I mentioned, someone not even on the roster right now. But that's hard to speculate. So, so night one is going to be night one's going to be a banger. Um, night one, night I think, one's going to be great. I think night two it could be even better. Like I, I I'm so kind of torn between what night is better, but well, the night the the one we're going to start with. It's for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. We got yes. Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin in a ladder match. Ladder match, yes. I think that adds an even better, better layer to what this match already was because it is it's 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 a unification match for one. Yeah. Um, Jordan Devlin, champion, never lost the title. I think in storyline purposes, they're saying it's be, he had to vacate due to injury. I think the the real life story behind it was his inability to travel due to COVID, if I'm not mistaken. Because remember they had the big tournament afterwards, um, <clears throat> and uh, Santos Escobar I think has been a really good champion, but I kind of flip back and forth with this match. But I'm going Jordan Devlin. I'm going Jordan Devlin too. I think. The beginning of the Escobar championship reign was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think the end, kind of his thing with Killer or not Killer, Carrying Cross, I think has been kind of, eh. Like I, I just don't like seeing champions in a weak spot. Yeah, you know, it took all three of his guys, or including himself, to beat or to not even beat Carrying Cross. Yeah, to just to take him down. Um. I think that part of the uh, rain, it was kind of iffy for me, but I, I think this is going to be a fantastic opening. I think this is going to open the show. I think so. Um, you're going to see a lot of tough spots in the corner. Um, you're going to see a lot of spots off the ladder. Um, it's probably going to go 20, maybe 25, but I agree. I, I think Devlin's going to win, carry the cruiserweight division for a little while, yeah. and honestly, a championship that he never lost, and he's just going to get the unification one. So. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a ladder match. Like it's going to be great. It's it's very hard to poorly book or to put on a bad ladder match. I mean, we've certainly seen them, but mm. I mean, it's a ladder match. I think it's going to be great. Transitioning into the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match, we got Blackheart and Moon versus the Way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Yeah. So to kind of piggyback on our like previous discussion when it came to like the NXT Women's Title how we talked about uh, Shotzi Blackheart. You you can't play hot potato with this title. Remember, they gave it to Kai and Gonzalez, and then the same night, they lost it to Blackheart and Moon. It's too early for them to lose the title, right? Even though absolutely tag team standpoints, LeRae and Hartwell make more sense because they are already part of a stable together, but it's just way too early to take the – to already have a third champion for this title, I, basically. I think it's too early, and I think Blackheart and Moon are really good champions. They just work yeah. so well. Their movesets work so well together. 
you know, Moon is kind of like helping Blackheart as more of like a mentor I can see, especially mm-hmm. in their matches. This is going to be a really good. This is going to be a very fun match. You're going to see a lot of Blackheart and Larray in this match. Mm-hmm. You're just going to see a lot of different styles kind of come into one. This is going to be fun. It's definitely not going to be match of the night. No. But I, I think, I agree. I think Blackheart and Moon are going to win. Yeah. And when we say too soon, by the way, we're not saying that Lorraine Hartwell aren't ready for the tag titles because they they certainly could easily be tag champions. What we mean by too soon is like Blackheart and Moon just won the titles right after someone else was just awarded the titles on the same night. They've had the titles for less than a month, right? Like, I mean, the timeline might be a little off, but like you cannot play hot potato with championship. You got to legitimize these women's tag titles because we all know the WWE tag women's tag titles are kind of just stuck in the mud right now. And they have not done a really good job of legitimizing those. You have to legitimize these. And I think Moon and Blackheart need to have a nice little run with it before they do lose it. Uh, so, yeah, I think they win. Next, we've talked about this match a little bit. Got the NXT North American Championship match. Mm-hmm. We had Johnny Gargano versus the winner of the gauntlet. We both have Loomis. Now, I think Loomis and Gargano is going to have a very interesting match. Mm-hmm. Um, Loomis is just a very unique style about him, the way he wrestles. I mean, Johnny Gargano just doesn't have bad matches. So no. this isn't going to be a bad. This definitely is not going to be one of his better matches. The Kushida one's definitely going to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they booked Loomis very strong, especially before he got hurt and wasn't on TV. So I, I'm picking Dexter Loomis to become the new North American champion. As much booking sense as that makes, dude, I just love Johnny Gar- Johnny Gargano and. Let's be honest, like, he's been kind of uh, sort of screwed over when it came to these takeovers. Like, he does not have a great takeover record, if no. I'm not mistaken. And I want him to have a little longer of a run. I just I just want it to continue. And I'm going to go Gargano. I think he retains. I'm probably wrong. Booking sense, uh, Dexter Loomis is the way to go, but... I think I think if Johnny Gargano actually beats him, it more legitimizes his title reign. And I know he can, he's coming off the win against Kushida, but like, dude, he was feuding with Leon Ruff right before the Kushida match. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's let's get Gargano a couple like legit wins here, and I think Gargano retains. I think he should retain. Mm-hmm. Now, I was thinking more of, like, what they're probably going to do. And, honestly, Loomis is probably going to win. Now, if Gargano was to win, you can absolutely have L.A. Knight beat Gargano here soon. Exactly. And have him kind of do that run. I just don't want to see L.A. Knight lose. But, you know, we kind of already said that. Um mm-hmm. This is going to be a good match. I kind of worry about this match in a sense if it is Loomis. But, I I mean, it's it's giant takeover. He, he's not going to have that match. So. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about this match next. So this is probably going to be the main event of the show. 
for the NXT Championship, we have Finn Balor versus Karrion Cross. Yeah, I think, I mean, Finn Balor, kind of like what you said with Johnny Gargano, he's not going to put on a bad match with him. No. Karrion Cross has been so good since he got to NXT. He was good in Impact. Very good. Um, I I think this is going to be a it's it's a fitting championship match. Storyline makes sense. Um, Cross never lost the title. He had to relinquish the title due to like his shoulder injury. Um, as as weird as it sounds, as much as I love Finn Balor, Finn Balor kind of felt like a placeholder for whenever Cross came back, and Cross is back. So. Karrion Cross is going to win the title, which means we get to see not only Cross as champion, which we didn't get to see before, but we get to see more Scarlett Bordeaux, and that's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's, it's just not a bad thing. And the, this match, it's going to be pretty hard-hitting, too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of welts in this match. There's going to be a lot of outside spots. There's going to be a lot of heavy hitting. Um, I don't worry about this match at all. I think this is actually going to be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Karrion Cross is going to have a pretty long title reign. Yep. Um, I mean, unless they do try to, you know, put him on a Raw or SmackDown at some point, which I kind of worry about. But I think down the road, you know, he's going to have a pretty good title run. And honestly, um, it could be someone we're about to talk about soon taking the uh, title off of him at one point. But this match, I think, is going to be better than what people expect. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be a good match. I mean, if if, if anyone thinks it's gonna be a mediocre match, I I don't trust their judgment. Um, but yeah, I mean we we didn't get to see Cross as champion. He won the title, then had to relinquish it the next NXT. So I think we're gonna finally see what Karrion Cross is like as a world champion. He's gonna win the belt. Balor has been great, but I mean it's. It's, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Then this is not going to be the main event of the show, but Should be. I think this is the I think this is the main event of the whole weekend. Um we yeah. have the unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole <laughs> Bebe. Dude, this this is going to be the best match of the week. I don't care. Both both nights of NXT, both nights of WrestleMania, like this is going to be match of the week. I don't care what anyone says. This might be the match of the year, dude. So. I am. This match is going to go an hour probably, and I am okay with it. It's going to be so much fun. They're going to beat the brakes off of each other, dude. And, oh my gosh! And I think I'm getting what you're hinting at when you were talking about Cross may lose the title down the road to someone in this match. Like you and I can agree, and we've kind of shared the same sentiment for a lot of these predictions. But this one fits. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Kyle O'Reilly. Yes, hundred percent. I love Adam Cole. Love him to death. But I think. I think one of the reasons why I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to win is because it sets him up down the road for an NXT title shot, legitimizes him more. But I think Adam Cole's on the move. Like, he's already split from the Undisputed Era. They're no longer a thing. Adam Cole's on his way to what? SmackDown, probably? So, put on, put on a 45-minute banger with Kyle O'Reilly and then move on after WrestleMania. Now, you, you say he goes to SmackDown soon. Mm-hmm. 
Do you – I just think Roderick Strong is going to get involved. I think storyline purposes, it makes sense. Could you see a kind of a scenario where Roderick Strong helps Cole and then Bobby Fish comes back and he turns on O'Reilly and then it's kind of undisputed era minus Kyle O'Reilly? I mean – It could happen. Kind of, but I could also see Undisputed Era minus Adam Cole. Yeah. Where you kind of run it with O'Reilly, Strong, and Fish. Yeah. Um, I could see that, too. And Adam Cole kind of moving on to, I guess, bigger things, if you can call the main roster as bigger things. but No, you can't. It's a downgrade. Well, if they move him to SmackDown, I think it's a, it's a big move, because then that means we get more Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. Which we got that one random SmackDown a couple of years ago, and I'm okay with that happening again. Hey, we could get Adam Cole and Shinsuke. Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's going to be some there's going to be some good matches for him. This match is like like we said, it, they're just going to beat the brakes off of each other. Like there's going to be a lot of weapons. This has been the best story of NXT for what since the turn of Ciampa and. Gargano probably so they yeah. just they do these stories so well that you're so invested in it they they played like the get them getting arrested angle I mean this this is what NXT is all about mm-hmm. I think this should main event mm-hmm. and I, I think Colorado is gonna win yeah yeah hundred percent um so of NXT um. Besides Cole O'Reilly, what do you think is going to be the best match of the weekend on the NXT TakeOver stand-deliver? Outside of Cole and O'Reilly, I'm kind of sticking firm with Walter Ciampa. I just think it's going to be super hard-hitting. It's very much like my style. Um, I love kind of those stiff, hard-hitting matches. I'm going Walter Ciampa. I know what you're about to say. So uh, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying the tag team match. I knew it. I mean... I just love MSK. I love this guy. I've, I love them when they're the rascals. Mm-hmm. They deserve a big moment. Um, that, gosh, but both of those matches. The, the whole card, night mm-hmm. one, night two, is going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, but now we go into WrestleMania, which uh, honestly is a little bit of a downgrade in my opinion. But, you know. Yeah, we're about, to, we're about to fly through night one. So these aren't going to be as in-depth, probably. So – Night one, I have a women's tag team championship match kind of with a question mark. They probably do this on night one. Um, we assume that Lana and Naomi are probably going to get a title shot. And if if they were the ones to kind of challenge Nia and Shayna, I would say probably Naomi and Lana win. If they do a women's tag title match... I'm going Shayna Nia only because I want Shayna to stay as champion. Well, if Shayna is not a champion, she's she's not going to get booked. That's you, what I'm I saying. Mean, I mean, I I agree with you. Like, I love Shayna more than anybody, but the way they've been booking Naomi and Lana for some reason just has me believe they're going to take the straps off of them, and then. Shayna's just going to be a nobody. Dude, I'm telling you, if if Shayna loses the title, she's going to be part of the main event mafia next week. I guarantee it. Kiff, just let her run with the titles more 
if that's the only way I could see Shayna Baszler on TV, fuck it. <laughs> Just keep the titles on her. Oh, gosh. You want to want to see Lana as a champion in WWE? Next match. Yeah, next match. Um, so we have one that we're both excited about, Dylan. This is Cesaro and Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. So did you did you catch the little promo segment between the two on SmackDown? I kind of didn't care for Cesaro's part. I thought his was a little too cheesy. Mm-hmm. But the whole story about the swing and dude, can we talk about Seth Rollins' suit? Was on point, dude. Seth Rollins' suits the last several weeks have been great. They really they, they have. just fit him, dude. Yeah. Um, as far as the match itself, um, it should be pretty good. It's Seth Rollins. It's Cesaro. Um, yeah, I think I think Seth wins. You might be going in a different direction, but I think Seth wins. To be honest, I don't think it's going to go long though. They're probably only going to give him like 12, 15 minutes. Well, the the story about this match is the swing. Yeah. So, and kind of like Rollins doesn't believe, or he has, that Cesaro has all this potential, but he just hasn't kind of fulfilled it yet. And the second part of the feud has been the swing. So, he's probably going to get a bunch of swings in. You know, he's probably even going to try to break that, what, record of 21-22. I mean, it's these two guys. It should be a pretty fun match. Um I don't think it's going to steal the show just because no. of the time it's going to get. Yep. Um, I One of my predictions later kind of reflects the outcome of this. I'm going Seth Rollins because of one match we're going to go to a little bit later. <laughs> um, but originally I did have Cesaro, but now I, I just think Seth Rollins needs a win. Well, I mean, honestly, Cesaro needs to win more, but... Uh, Rollins just needs direction, so yeah, I, I think Rollins wins too. Yeah. Next. Um. So the next match, I'm very excited about this match. We got the Raw Tag Team Championships between the New Day and AJ Styles and Omos. Yes. So I think this is going to be better than people think. Um, it's certainly not going to be the tag match of of. NXT by any oh, stretch. Gosh, stop. Um, but I I really like the New Day. They've been very entertaining for so long. It's AJ Styles. Like his match with Xavier uh, Woods this past Raw was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Styles and Omos wins. Um, if Styles wins, he becomes a Grand Slam champion, which to be honest has been very very quick since he got to WWE. Um, I think he win. I, I I think they win. He becomes Grand Slam champion. Omos becomes champion in his very first match. Um, because let's be honest, the New Day, they don't need a win here. Like, dude, they were entertaining as hosts of WrestleMania, so I don't mm-hmm. think they necessarily need to be champion to be entertaining. So they were just placeholder champions for this. Yeah, match. I think I think it goes to Styles and Omos. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think it's just time for AJ Styles to have another title run. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just going to kind of, like I said, with the Ember and Shotzi, he's going to continue to kind of mentor Omos. Um, this match is going to be pretty good. I think the Omos parts is actually probably going to be the best part about this match. Yeah, I'm really excited um, to see him, to be honest. I'm excited to see what gear he wears. Yeah. 
But other than that, um, I have pretty high hopes for this match. And it was AJ. The all there's three great workers in Omos who probably is going to be good as long as you know he kind of wrestles like a normal big man as long as he doesn't kind of take chances and turns into Nia Jax. He should be fine. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I think it'll be okay. It'll be. It'll be a good tag title match for sure. This this could be the second best match of the night, in my opinion. Of night one, yeah. Yes. Um, now we have a match that Dylan is very excited for. Hmm. We have Bad Bunny versus The Miz. <sighs> do we have to talk about this? <laughs> we, we do have to talk about it. Yep. Dude, I... Oh, my God. Okay. So... I am such a fan of The Miz. I'm going to let that known right now. I have been since I was a kid. Why? <sighs> nothing nothing against Bad Bunny. Okay, I don't I don't know him. I don't listen to his music. Um but why? Like why are we Why is one of the best most underrated workers in your entire company about to job out to a musician? And more importantly, why are you going to have one of your best up-and-comers just fucking sitting ringside watching this non-wrestler beat one of those best workers? Like, Damian Priest is doing nothing but being the cheerleader for this. Dude, he sells t-shirts, bro. He sells t-shirts. Dude, I'm about to rip my notebook in half right now. I am so not Dude. looking forward to this. Dude, he sells t-shirts, Dylan. What do you not understand? Like, he has could a you, song like, about Booker T. Can they please sell t-shirts? Can they please throw a curveball last minute and at least make it a tag match so I can see Damian Priest wrestle? And they're not good. Dude, they're gonna just throw him on the outside, have him just sitting there with pom-poms, watching Bad Bunny fucking beat the Miz in 45 seconds. I mean, stupid. I mean, to be fair, they're probably going to have him do a couple moves on Morrison on the outside. Yay. Um, But other than that, like, we know Bad Bunny's going to win. I don't expect a lot. Uh, Bad Bunny actually might be better than we think. It's not going to be very long. Miz is probably going to be in control for most of it. But Bad Bunny's going to win. And it does nothing. After the Pat McAfee showing at TakeOver last year, it's hard for me to say that a celebrity isn't going to put on a good match. He may be good. That's not even my biggest beef with the match. My biggest beef is we're going to have Damian Priest being a fucking cheerleader on the outside watching this dude wrestle who's never wrestled before. That's my beef with it. That's why I'm mad about it. That's why I'm not looking forward to this match. It's stupid. Next. He's He's a manager for a musician. Is what the what the gimmick is here. Um, Next match, yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward. So here we have another match that Dylan's really looking forward to. Oh, this is gonna be um, your favorite match of the weekend. This is a steel cage match between Braun and Shane McMahon. Okay, the only good thing that's gonna come out of this match is we're gonna get Shane McMahon jumping off the top of that cage, right? That's the only good thing about this match. Outside of that, not looking forward to it. The, it, they, it makes no sense. Why are they having a match? Like, what started this feud? Do you remember? Yeah, he called him stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. The, the whole thing is Shane McMahon has been a bully by calling him stupid. Yeah, this, this man in his mid-50s is bullying 
at one point, remember, Braun was one of the most over guys in the company. Yep. <laughs> this this big 300-pound behemoth is built out of granite, is being bullied by this middle-aged <laughs> uncle. <laughs> Dude, he ran, he showed, like, pictures this past week of, like, he was showing his fifth-grade report card. And a picture uh, dude, that was funny. That was funny. A picture of Braun with a dunce hat on. <laughs> dude, dude, the report card thing has been the best part about this dude, bro. It was literally all like D minus. Dude, this dude failed gym. <laughs> dude, like, that, that was funny. Why is why is Shane McMahon the son of the owner of the company? A man in his mid-50s, right? Like, I don't know his exact age. Why the fuck is he bullying Braun Strowman? Well, they had nothing for Braun. And I think the biggest part oh that God. I don't like about this match, it it has no value for any of these guys. No. So like, it's, it's just to bring Shane in yeah. for a match. It's to bring – or to have Braun win a match. Yeah. But when Braun wins – What's next? What? Does he go? Maybe the Intercontinental route? I don't, I don't know. This sets up nothing for either one of them. If Shane wins, you just buried Braun Strowman, who I still love. If Braun wins, cool. You beat Shane McMahon, a 50-year-old bully who called you stupid several weeks ago. Like I, This doesn't really set up anything. Oh, no. Actually, on Raw, it's the, it's the U.S. title you go after. But anyway, who cares? He, it, it just doesn't, like, uh, Braun's going to win. Yay. Next match. Next match. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, we're we're going to do that match last. So Are you talking about your, do, uh, your favorite wrestler? We're going to do, right now, we're going to do the WWE Championship match okay. between Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Okay. This match is going to be good. Yes. If anyone has doubts about this match, Bobby Lashley and formerly known as Drew Galloway wrestled for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship in Impact. It's so good. Several years ago. That's going to be a good tell of how good this match is going to be. I it think, should be even better. I, yeah, I think it's going to be better. Um, it's two behemoths. Um, Drew McIntyre has been quite possibly the best thing WWE has right now outside of Something that's going to happen on night two that we'll talk about a little later for he, a while. I think he has been, he might be the best thing since 2020, just in professional wrestling in general. Yeah. I mean, he carried quarantine for yeah, WWE. Yep. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought about this match so much last night, this morning, the last couple of weeks. Dude, I do not know. I don't I don't really have a prediction because it's to me it's so hard to pick. I think they're going to go Drew McIntyre just to get the pop that he didn't get last year since there's going to be some fans this year. But why not give Lashley a long run? Like the dude's earned it, right? The guy has earned it. You know, he had to wait a lot of years like Drew. I mean, Drew's already had his moment. Like I mean, it kind of makes sense for them to take the title off. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but in their eyes, they're going to, you know, he's a placeholder champion for Drew. But then you kind of think on the other side, like, 
well, maybe they they set up Brock and Bobby exactly out of this. So, which was reportedly what got Bobby Lashley back to WWE in the first place. Apparently, I don't know who reported it. It might have been our favorite insider who may blacklist us one day. Um, that, according to reports, Bobby Lashley was promised a match with Brock Lesnar when he signed back to WWE several years ago. I personally I think... think Bobby should win carry the title and then if Brock ever decides to come back maybe you have that match at SummerSlam I think I think Bobby's gonna win I've gone so back and forth on this dude we're gonna be we're gonna be back and forth on it until it happens I think I think as of right now I think I literally have Drew in my notes Mm -hmm. but I think I think Bobby's going to win to set up new kind of few because it, let's be honest. If you give it back to Drew, mm-hmm. we're probably going to see matches we've seen before. Exactly. But if you give it to Bobby, we could get maybe Braun. We could get you know some other Orton. faces. Yeah, but yeah, we could get Orton. We could get the Fiend. Yeah. Um. You know, we're gonna. I, I think there's just more direction. We could get Brock. So there's just new. There's just new faces. I think it makes sense. I love Drew, but I'm going to go Bobby. Yep. Yep. All right. But... You ready? <sighs> no, I'm not. So, night two, everyone, is going to be a great show. Hey, wait, 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 wait. You missed, you missed the match. So, for the, uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, yep. we have Sasha Banks. Who you love. Versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle's a big Sasha Banks fan, by the way. Oh God! All right, I, I'm going to let you say what you want about this match, and then then I'll I'll take it afterwards. Um, I don't really have much to say if I'm being honest. The build up has been okay. I love Bianca. I loved her in NXT. You and I both predicted that she'd win the Rumble. Remember when we watched it several months ago? So her being in this match. Like, I'm a fan of that. I hope she wins because I think that's going to be the only thing that's going to salvage it. But I'm not even confident that the match is going to be super great, if I'm being honest. So, I don't know. I think I think you kind of nailed it on the head. I think Bianca is going to be the best part of this match. I think yep. Bianca is going to win. I think she should win. She is going to win. Now... Okay, here's my here's my gripe with Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. She, I actually think she's decently charismatic. Like she, you know, she has a pretty good look about her. She's she doesn't look the same, but when it comes to wrestling, okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna name a couple moves, and then you're gonna tell me if this is a Sasha Banks move or a match that you've seen before. So we we start with a um like a tie up. Then we get a super kick. Then we get a botch. Then we get another super kick. <laughs> then we get an outside spot. Then we get the uh, double stomp of the corner. And then she botches her finish. And then she does the backstabber into the uh, bank statement. And that's a, so that's a uh, Sasha Banks match. I love that you threw in botch. <laughs> but that's her thing, though. Like, I think she, honestly, she's better. Then you know, dude, she's just botched so much recently. Mm-hmm. And when you saw in the elimination chamber at the 
elimination chamber match they've had in the tag team match, even Bianca was botching. So that kind of worries me about this match. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be great. I think, honestly, I think Drew and Bobby might open the show for this to have more emphasis on it so it doesn't, like, follow it or, you know what I mean? So I just worry about this match a lot. I just, I don't like Sasha Banks in the ring. I just think she is a lot better than what she does, Mm -hmm. honestly. But I'm going to be honest, I don't care about this match at all. Yeah, it's... Um, this has been rumored to main event night one, which if it's going to be as lackluster as we predict it's going to be, that's a bad move. Um, you can have this open the show. I, I think so. I, well, regardless of where you put this match, I think Lashley McIntyre should main event. Regardless. Oh, should sure, Absolutely. Um, but yeah. I mean, you could, but here's the thing. You could still get a big pop from Sasha coming out first. Yeah. And I think, I mean, there's still a lot of pressure because you're the first match of WrestleMania, but people remember the last match. Exactly. Because that's the last thing they remember. So if you put this on first, it's not going to have so much pressure. I think it's going to go longer than it should. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Bianca probably will win and she should win. And then maybe she feuds with Bailey, who's not even on the show. Yep. And uh, one more point. I think I think this needs to be said that Sasha Banks probably is the worst worker of the four horsewomen. Um in my opinion, I don't know if you have it like this. I have Charlotte Bailey Becky Sasha. I think I have Charlotte Becky Bailey Sasha. Okay. So I think I think we, we kind of agree. Yeah. Okay. Um anyway. But I've 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 nothing else to say, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It, I'm not excited about it. We're, we're both not the biggest Sasha Banks fans. I mean, we, we've well, seen it before. You, so. What are you talking about, dude? You love Sasha Banks. Hey, we're going to get to someone you love here in a second here. Yeah, let's move but, on to night two. So, night two. You want to start with so, that match, by the way? Apparently, they're doing the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship on SmackDown. Okay. So, I apparently... I think it's a four-way match mm-hmm. between the Mysterios, uh, Rude Ziggler, the Street Profits, and the um, the Academy. I mean, honestly, all eight guys are pretty good. I think this match probably will be pretty good. Even It could be a WrestleMania caliber ch- uh, match. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think Rude and Ziggler, are just, they just haven't been put in a good spot. You know, they, they're just kind of ass champions. And... Um, I mean, I personally don't want this to happen, but we'll talk about this here in a second. But I think the Mysterios win. Yeah, I don't. I I don't even know if I have an opinion on that match. I mean, I'm a huge Street Profits guy, so I would like to see them win. But I don't know. I don't even know if I have a have a preference. Uh, I mean, I would I would like to see the, either Street Profits or the Academy win because it's something different. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the Academy, obviously, but um, but I, I think the Mysterious are going to win. But yep. So then we get into night two. Yeah. I don't know exactly what's going to open the show, but this one I could see them doing first, just because of the gimmick and it might take a little bit to like set up and stuff like that. The Intercontinental Championship match. 
between Biggie and Apollo Crews, and aren't they doing like a Nigerian drum yeah, match or something like that? It's called a Nigerian drum fight. Mm. Don't know what that means. Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't. It, I don't know what it means. It's more intrigue. Sure. I personally, I I don't really like this Biggie feud. I I think it's just stale. Yeah, I mean their their match at Fastlane was eh. And to be honest, I'm not really excited for this match. Um, I am a little more intrigued at what a Nigerian drum fight is, mm-hmm. but I think I think Biggie wins. I don't know. I I like Apollo Cruz, but I just I just don't see him as champion. I think Apollo Cruz has kind of been better of the two lately. Mm-hmm. I think with I mean they put a lot of stock into him. I mean they gave him a character. They put stock in him. Biggie, like, he's just New Day Biggie. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you're going to change him, bring, bring back the five count. Do something different. And this is why, like, you know, I saw people wanting him to win the Royal Rumble. And I was like, guys, yeah, let's let's pump the brakes. Like, he, he's not ready for that. He needs a new gimmick before he gets that. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I think I have Apollo winning. I think Apollo is ready to be champion. I think he's been the better of the two lately. And since they, you know, they gave him the character, like I said, I think he will be a pretty good Intercontinental champion. So I I have Apollo Crews. All right, next. Next, we have Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with we probably will have Logan Paul at ringside. Um, I'm going Kevin Owens only because Sami Zayn's dumbass had to bring Logan Paul into it. And plus, I love Kevin Owens. Look, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they're going to put on a great match. They always do. I mentioned it earlier. It's its a feud that I'm, I'm never going to grow tired of, I don't think, like in moderation. Obviously, don't want to see it for eight months straight, but. They like they're always going to put on a good match. I don't understand what Logan Paul is going to bring to the table. It does nothing for me. Um, but I'm going Kevin Owens. I'm going Kevin Owens too. Like I still think it's going to be a good match even yeah. with him at ringside. I mean they've just done it so many times. I don't think it can't be a bad match. I just, I just fear that Logan Paul is going to get involved, and well, I don't. I want think him he does get involved, and I honestly think he's going to be a focus of the match. You know, the, the camera crew is going to put a lot of emphasis on him. Yeah. And I'm I'm worried about that. That's why I'm not too excited about this match. Yeah, I don't like it. I, um, like- I think Kevin Owens wins. That'd be two years in a row. He gets wins over Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, he, I mean, he got the title feud against Roman. But other than that, he really didn't done anything. So. Yeah. But. Transitioning into the United States Championship match, we got Riddle and Sheamus. I think Riddle wins. Okay, that's it. Um, I'm not. I'm there not. There really hasn't been. No, there hasn't been a feud. Like there hasn't been really no, anything dude, what? to this. Sheamus broke his scooter. Sheamus, what are you talking about? Sheamus broke his scooter. There's more of a build up to this match than there was stupid Shane and Braun. I mean, you have a point there, but, like, there's nothing to sink your teeth in. You know what I mean? At least that you gave Braun time, like, that match a build-up. Like, that would have been good, but... Look, Sheamus broke 
Riddle Scooter left him so out of it that he forgot what to say in a promo. And let's let's not forget here, everyone. Dylan loves Sheamus. Loves him. Mm-hmm. Yep. He has all of his merch. Oh, yeah. He is just a big fan of Sheamus. Yeah, dude. Remember when he was calling himself the Great White? <laughs> yeah, dude. I have about seven of those shirts just in case one gets dirty. <laughs> Sheamus is a... I think this match is... Of the three we've said, I think this is going to be the best of the three. I think they're going to get this match time. I think they're going to really do a good job. I have Sheamus winning because I just don't think they have a lot of stock in Riddle yet. Um, I think down the line it has Sheamus and uh, Keith Lee doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just not much to it. I have Sheamus. Well, like so. the way the way they've built Sheamus up over the last couple months with his feud with Drew and the matches that he had with Drew. Like, yes, I'm not a Sheamus fan. I'll be honest. Um, but the last couple months, especially as of late, like, he's he's impressed me. And those matches with Drew McIntyre have been really good. I could definitely see Sheamus winning. I'm still predicting Riddle, but I could see it going the other way. So next, we have a match that we're very excited about. is the Raw Women's Championship match between Asuka and Rhea Ripley. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So, I think this is going to be a really fun match. Asuka puts on great matches, even though earlier you did call her a jabroni. She um, is a jabroni, but I love her. I, I love her, too. Um, I don't think she's a jabroni like you do, but I think I think this will be a good match. I'm really excited to see Rhea Ripley in this spot. I don't know about you. I have Rhea winning. Some people might say that's too early, but Rhea Ripley has such, like, there's there's such like a, I don't even know how to describe it. There's like an it factor to her that. Oh, she she has an yeah, it factor. Yeah, dude, she, she has it all. She's such a beast. Um, I got I got Rhea whipping, uh, winning. So the reason why I call Oscar Jabroni, so I don't, I want you to tell me, what has been, you know, a couple memorable things Asuka has done in this title reign? Okay, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's been in the tag team with Charlotte. Oh, she's yeah. Been, she was teaming with Lana for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she, there just hasn't been anything to it, like... I honestly think the best thing that she did was the when she got her teeth knocked out by Shayna, <laughs> and then she came back and beat the shit out of Shayna. <laughs> like that, dude. That match, Shayna and Oscar, that would be good. But I, you know, I have nothing against Rhea Ripley. She has the look. She has the it factor about her. Um, I, I agree. I think it's time for something different. I just don't think they have a lot of direction with Oscar. No. I think it's time for Rhea to um, kind of take over the women's division. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe we get, you know, Peyton Royce soon. But um, definitely Charlotte and um, Rhea is going to be uh, coming up. What so. about what about Rhea Shayna? Oh, gosh, dude. Stop. <laughs> that would be so good. Um, so, yeah, we mutually agree it's going to be Rhea Ripley, I think. So... I want to talk about this match last, but we're not going to because obviously we know the main event of the show. Mm -hmm. This, to me, 
I, I remember you are. So I said when we're doing the Kyle O'Reilly and um, Adam Cole match, I said the best feud of NXT because I wasn't even sure if it could top the long-term booking of this match. Mm-hmm. We have the fiend Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Yeah. Um, I've, I've given WWE a lot of, a lot of shit over the last several years for their lack of long-term booking that everything just kind of seems to be thrown together. This has been thought out. This has been pieced together for what? Six months. It feels like it feels like forever. Yeah. And I've been entertained by every minute of it. And I think in large part, like, the success for this feud is in thanks to large part of what Alexa Bliss has done to help carry it. Yeah, Randy Orton, this last year, year and a half, has been one of the more entertaining Randy Ortons I've ever seen. Dating back to early last year where, you know, the feud with Edge, and we kind of got the more sadistic Randy Orton back to what he did over the summer with Drew McIntyre. And we kind of got hints of the legend killer where he was punting literally everyone out of the company. Cause he yeah, punted he punted big... Christian and Big Show yeah, out of and, the company. Yeah, look look where they are. They went all elite because Randy Orton. Um, <laughs> and so, like, this has been one of the best Randy Ortons I think we've gotten in a very long time since maybe, like, the legacy days, if I'm being honest. Alexa Bliss has been, like, a key contributor to this feud and has made it as entertaining as it is. I think she's the unsung hero of this whole card. Yeah. And so like the fact that we're still invested in Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton when Bray Wyatt hasn't been around for most of this WrestleMania buildup speaks volumes to what Alexa bliss has brought to the table. Now, we assume this is going to be like a cinematic match. Yeah. It's probably, you know, it, I think it has to be. If it's a wrestling match, you know, we're still going to be excited for it. Yeah. But it won't have the same feel. Of the, I think it has to be a cinematic match, right? Yeah, I think, like, they haven't announced anything yet as of this morning. So, I mm-hmm. mean, that could change on Raw. Um. But, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's got to be some sort of gimmick involved, whether it be a cinematic match, whether it be, you know, some, you know, I, I, I heard a rumor that they could throw it inside Hell in a Cell. Um, That'd be fine. But, I mean, who knows? I, I think something will be added to it for sure. Probably be something similar like the Firefly Funhouse that they did last year with um, John Cena. That's fine. But even if it is just a straight up wrestling match, like I wouldn't be against it. I'm, I wouldn't I'm be against excited. it. I would. I would just enjoy it more if it was cinematic. Yeah. Um, I think we both agree that the Fiend's going to win. Um, I think well, he needs to win. I actually have Randy Orton winning. Do you really? Yes. You have Orton. I do. Yes. Hmm. So, as as weird as that sounds, like you would think Bray Wyatt needs the win because. Literally, the last he hasn't time, been around. Yeah, he hasn't been around, but it's almost like in a way you could treat the fiends win as all the mind games over the last four or five months. Yeah, and that Randy Orton getting the victory kind of exercises that demon 
and he could move on. So, yeah, I have I have Orton winning. You have the Fiend winning. Regardless, I think it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be this... a good whatever it is, whether it's a match, whether it's a weird cinematic gimmick. I think it's going to be great. This has definitely been the longest feud that they've had in the books mm-hmm. for a while, and I really have enjoyed it. Um, I, I mean, you know, it's a Bray Wyatt match. Like, there's going to be – it's going to be cool. It's going to be stuff that we've never seen before. I, I'm very, very excited about this match. Um, yep. I think the top half of night two is kind of eh. But then we, you know, after Rhea, you know, when we got Rhea and then we got the rest. Um, but now the main event of WrestleMania, I think it's the official main event of WrestleMania. Even if it wasn't two nights, yeah, I think this would still be the main event. Mm-hmm. We have the Universal Championship match between Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. Which has definitely garnered more intrigue over the last several weeks than it probably did before, at least yep. for you. Mm. Um, yeah, adding Daniel Bryan to it, I, I, we touched on it earlier when we were doing the weekly recap, adds such a different dynamic. I think as far as wrestling is concerned, he's the best of the three. Um, I, I still, and you and I talked about this privately once, I think Edge wins and Brian was added to take the pinfall. Yeah. Yes. I remember. So the day after, you know, I saw all this go down, like when he got added, mm-hmm. I literally texted you was like, I mean, all they're doing, is just having him take the pin. Yes. Which I like Daniel Bryan. I I wish better for him, but it kind of makes sense. Like, and even if even if Roman wins, I think Daniel Bryan takes the pin. Um, even though I don't think the other two need protected, but you know, Roman not taking the pin kind of keeps him in the title picture if he loses. Um, and Edge not taking the pin could also kind of keep him in the title picture. The fact I mean, that you he could to, say, well, I didn't lose. You have to think about it like this, too. Like, if Edge was to pin Roman, mm-hmm. Roman still gets his rematch. Yes. So he's still in the title hunt. Right. If Daniel didn't lose, he is still in the title hunt because he didn't get pinned. Mm-hmm. So I think... The way it should go, it's not going to. I think Edge should still pin Roman because that was the original match we're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. And it just, like I said, all of the factors make sense. And you could still have a feud between these three. You could add maybe the winner of the Cesaro Seth Rollins into this. Um, There's just a lot of different directions you could go. But I agree. I think it's going to be Edge going over on Daniel. I think it's going to be a fun match. Um I don't think it's going to be the best match of you know the card, but um, I've definitely been more excited since Daniel's been a part of it. Yeah, this Roman character for me has not been very great. I I, I know I know everyone's gonna tweet at me being be like, dude, how, how, bro, how can you not like Roman, bro? Like. Guys, well, let's be honest. It's going to so be Vince personally tweeting you, by the way. He So he's going to be – he's the head of the table. You mm-hmm. know, I'm cool with it. You know, I'm cool with it. Um, 
it's just been the same thing we've seen since he's became champion. Like I, I like his heel stuff. I like his new finisher that he's added. I like his stable that he's in. It's just, when it comes to the promos, everything's the same. You, you've seen it once you've, you, you know, you've seen all of it. The, the Uso stuff, I'm really starting out to like it now because it's just, like I said, it's just the same thing over and over again. Honestly, I don't think Paul Heyman should be here because I think it's just getting <clears throat> awkward at this point. Yeah, he just kind of stands there. So, and, you know, Roman's a well enough talker now. I mean, he's been doing it a while, so just I would have him and then maybe have Paul not in the stable, bring the other Uso in and maybe just have that for the future. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. I think Edge is going to win. I, I don't think he would have won the um, – Royal Rumble without, you know, having the plan of him winning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I still don't know if he should have won the Royal Rumble, but it is what it is. I think uh, I think Edge closes out the show. I think the fans go ballistic when he wins. Yes. And uh, they throw down the uh, confetti <clears throat> that close the show. Yeah, I think Edge pins Daniel, wins the title, and it sets up Roman Edge in a singles match, which is what we should have were, we, we were supposed to get here at the next pay-per-view. But that is, uh, that's WrestleMania. So Dylan, do you have a, do you have a best match prediction for the, just the whole show? Best match prediction. Ah, man. I mean, I don't know necessarily as like wrestling quality. It's going to be the best match, but the one that I'm certainly most excited about and the one that I think is going to get the most people talking Post WrestleMania is going to be Fiend Orton. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's going to, you know, after WrestleMania closes on night two, I think a lot of the dirt sheets, I think a lot of the the media coverage, I think is going to talk more about Fiend Orton. Unless Edge wins, then that's probably going to garner the most headlines. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd say that's the one I'm probably the most excited about for WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the direction I'm going to go. I would say I'm the most excited for that. Um, the Raw Tag Team Championship match I'm very excited about too, mm-hmm. and then Oscar Ripley I think is also just going to throw down. Um, that is going to be a very exciting match. So overall, I think. As an excitement-wise, five out of five for NXT TakeOver Stand Deliver. That card is just going to be insane. The wrestling's going to be great. WrestleMania, I'd probably, I'd probably give a three out of five excitement. What would you give it? Um, I'd probably go three and a half, three point seven, maybe. Um, okay, so you're higher than me. Yeah, I, I, I will say as of late, the card has shaped up to be really nice. Um, yeah, there's a couple things in there that I'm not a fan of. We kind of touched on that at the 80-minute mark. If anyone wants to go back and re-listen, um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think WrestleMania is shaped up to be a good card. I know we weren't as excited about it going in, especially a couple months ago. But no, I think I I think it'll be a good card. I think it'll be a good show, good couple shows. Um, NXT is going to be the better of the two. I just think that there's like a little filler in both nights of WrestleMania. Like, I think the first half of the shows are going to be just whatever, and they're going to really rely on the main events. Yeah. 
So that's why I worry. But, you know, it's WrestleMania. We'll, we'll be entertained, so. Yeah. All right, Kyle. So we broke down TakeOver. We broke down WrestleMania, gave our predictions for each. I think it's time now for the weekly Dummy Yeah Moment of the Week, a segment that we agreed that we would end each show on to kind of bring a a slightly more lighthearted end, potentially, or just things that we thought were kind of funny or stupid or, yeah. So do you have your dummy yeah moment of this week yes sir so my inaugural um dummy yeah moment of the week goes to the miz Uh i feel so bad for this man because he was the champion at the elimination chamber yeah lost it eight days after Uh and um on this monday he was in a music video called hey hey hop hop in a bunny suit, dude. Come on, that was your that was your favorite moment of the week. Ugh, I mean, it's just I feel bad, like for the Miz more than anything. But bro, I mean they they've just buried him and Morrison to the point. They're I mean they they probably are going to get the dummy yeah moment of the week more often, weekly. So it's it's not their fault, no. but. The inaugural goes to the Miz. All right. So my dummy yeah moment of the week um, is going is going to be kind of a two parter. Um, so part one, a little more, a little more like real life thing. So according to a report that I read, I can't remember the source, but apparently WWE doctors misdiagnosed a pregnancy. This week, or it might have been like a week and a half ago now, but apparently they said that Charlotte Flair was pregnant, and that's why she was left off of the WrestleMania card. Turns out, according to her and according to Andrade, she is not pregnant. So WWE doctors and WWE management have left, you know, in their eyes, their best female wrestler off of their biggest show of the year. So that deserves a mention. Yeah. And part two, a little more funny than that story, is our good our good friend, our our pal, Matt Riddle, forgot his lines live on Raw, allegedly. So for those who didn't see the segment, he rolled up on his scooter with Asuka, and they were kind of having a chat, and he asks... Are scooters popular in Japan? And before she could answer the question, he looked to someone off camera and said, I forgot what I was saying, laughed, and just scooted off. So whether that was planned and that's going to be like his new gimmick or it's legit, I feel like it's worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely deserves a uh, mention for Dummy Ammo of the Week. Yeah, and I, I, you know, the way this Matt Riddle gimmick and character is going, you know, he might be, um, he might pop up on the dummy yeah moment of the week pretty yeah, frequently. The, the Miz and Riddle are definitely, this is not the last time you're going to see him on here. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So that's the uh, that's the dummy yeah moment of the week. The dummy yeah moment of the week inspired by uh, the one and only Eli Drake, now known as L.A. Knight. Kind of give a brief shout out to him. We will do this weekly. Um, so on next week's episode, Kyle, we've got a pretty big slate ahead of us. So next week, we're going to digest what happened at TakeOver and WrestleMania break down the shows, and give everyone our thoughts. So do you have anything else to say about that? It's, it's going to be a pretty long show. Uh, we're just going to say that now. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot to cover. We expect, you know, the both nights to pretty be pretty good. So mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot to talk about. Um, like you said, we're going to keep break, breaking down the um, the weekly shows. And um, honestly, you can, you can uh, write us out here. Yeah, so next week, um, as we always do, we're going to break down the weekly shows, like you said, first. And then we're going to dive into TakeOver. We're going to dive into WrestleMania. We're going to end with the Dummy Yeah moment of the week, which is going to be our weekly thing. Um, Yeah, it's going to be a big show. Normally, our episodes aren't going to last this long. But with kind of how we decided to start the show or when we decided to, uh, to start the show, kind of left us without a choice but to kind of talk a little more since you know this week we predicted takeover in wrestlemania and the next week we're going to break down takeover in wrestlemania so this one's going to go for roughly two hours next week will probably be along the same lines um but yeah we're really excited with the direction that this show is going to take and uh give you guys our thoughts and opinions weekly so we will see you guys back next week all right We'll see you then. See you. To stay up to date on the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast, give us a like on Facebook at We Just Talk Wrestling and follow us on Twitter at WJTW19.